we are talking today about milestones. What do we think about milestones? Have our kids hit them? Did they get less important as the kids grew up? And do we know what milestones they should be hitting now? And do they matter at all? And do they matter? Hi, I'm Alexi. And I'm Karen. And this is the Crash Test Mummies Podcast. (laughs) I I was thinking about this because obviously uh, when you start parenting as a wonderful journey, um, you do look at the milestones because Well, in the UK, I don't know if it's the same in the US, but we have these meetings with um, health visitors and they check something like 12 months and then 18 months, 24 months to make sure that they are doing all these little things that on average children should be doing at those ages. And is it the same in the US? We obviously don't have health visitors that come in and check. The kids have to go to the doctors X, Y, and Z months. You have to fill out paperwork saying what they can and can't do at that time. And of course, as a parent, it's so stressful when there's one thing that you can't tick yes. And you're like, should they be doing that? Am I, did I do something wrong? Should I focus on that more? Oh my gosh, Prezi, let's go (laughs) home and practice skipping. (laughs) That's hilarious. Yeah, I know. I mean, some of them are very specific Mm. milestones. Like, um, can your child put um, a shoe under the table. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we have that one here. That's a bit weird, but okay. Uh, I think it's more about prepositions. So, like, if you tell them, yeah, on, to do simply, under, beside, yeah, exactly. But like, there's different categories. There's like movement, um, like fine motor skills, like hand and finger skills, language, cognitive, social, and emotional. So like, yeah, there's lots of different ones. And I have found with my children that these milestones have been useful because they have highlighted things that um, may be of concern. Mm. But in other aspects, uh, things that are now concerning about Jonah, for example, they weren't picked up in these milestones. So it makes me think, Uh, you know are they useful at all do they actually mean anything and I mean do we actually remember the day that yeah our child could bang two cubes together yeah or like stack the blocks yeah I remember for like Hudson's first birthday I was like Adam we have to get Hudson blocks because the Mm -hmm. the um lady's gonna come and make sure that he can like play with blocks and we don't have blocks at the house so we we have to get them him get him them so he can try like it was such a big deal because I wanted him to be impressive even more yeah, so than well, I wanted him to be successful, I guess. I, I wanted to make sure that he could do everything because you don't want to hear, oh, well, he should be blah, 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 yeah, blah, blah. Totally. We actually, um, so we got the questionnaire at home to fill out before we went to our appointment. And I was like, I mean, a lot of the things on it, I don't think I had specifically done with the kids before so I was reading it out and Chris would be like making him draw in a straight line and can you drink from a cup I don't know can you brush your hair can you dial a phone can you zip your shirt (laughs) well let me tell you my children have 
dialed 999 three or four times but yeah brush your hair can you do these things and like imitating gestures Mm. so it's very specific like put your child in front of you and stick out your tongue yes do they stick out their tongue yes if you do they point at things or like if you point at something do they know what you're do they go look there or do they point at something when they're showing you something and then i'm sitting in the doctor's office i'm like hey presley can you uh show me the (laughs) the 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 red block over there and she's like doesn't point (laughs) And I'm like, yep, she can point. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And you've just taught her that half an hour ago. (laughs) No, but she didn't even point. I just said she could because I'm like, I'm sure she could point. (laughs) Isn't that bad? Totally. In my head, I'm like, I'm sure she's fine. Yeah. You think, I think that they've done this. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. But I mean, I do understand that a lot of these milestones are a general assessment of of what they can do and what they can't do and with winter um who is still unable to um form speech that's um coherent and he's four he would ace most of the stuff like he's really agile really good at the physical hand-eye coordination stuff but he completely failed on like all of the language and speech ones like I think I think I read uh, it was like uh can look in the mirror and describe what he sees <laughs> and like I'm struggling to get him to say my name like he calls me Chris <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even call me mama it's just Chris crush he says I love it so, so he doesn't even know who I am, let alone what my name is. And the funny thing is that your name is now Mama, not Karen. <laughs> Hi, my name is Mama or Chris. Yeah, nice to meet you. Whatever you want to yeah. call me today. So when he gets really angry, he just shouts, Chris! That's not my name. So I don't need to answer you. Chris, he's calling you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Again. Weirdly, he doesn't call Chris Chris. He calls him dad. <laughs> oh my gosh. Who that knows? is hilarious. What's going on? Um, but yeah, I mean, we, uh, yeah, I think you get, you get um, a, a score, don't you? So then they tell you whether your child is normal, but is it normal or is it actually okay? And sometimes they don't do things at the same time. I mean, I have a very loose recollection of the boys walking and starting to speak or pointing at things, but I wouldn't be able to pinpoint exactly when it was and whether that was off point of when it should actually have been. Right. And as far as um, winter, as a mom, do you feel concerned? I mean, what are your thoughts? I'm only asking because there are probably other moms who are going through the same and wondering at what point, if it's the doctors, if they should trust their instincts, when do milestones matter in this, in a case like that, you know? Yeah. Sorry, asking the hard questions. (laughs) No, no, it's good. So with winter, we didn't really know uh, to begin with that he was particularly behind. And then he started preschool and they flagged it up. And actually, you know, we probably find out, we were probably thinking, Uh, around about two he should probably be saying things by now um but he was just really really quiet and he wasn't he sort of started and then backtracked like he started saying he started saying mama 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 like babies do but then 
and he said tractor, which is hilarious. <laughs> and then that was it. And then, and then he retreated into himself and didn't speak for a couple of years. But um, they recommended that he have his hearing checked just to make sure that that was all okay. Um, and it was. So, you know, hooray, he can hear. Um, and uh, yeah, then we went to a speech and language uh, person and she did activities with him um, while, when they were sort of sitting down on the floor and there were toys and stuff. And because Winter is such an introvert, he was just so engrossed in the toys that he didn't mm-hmm. react at all to her. So it was a really bad... <laughs> he totally failed that. <laughs> uh, is but, it failing, um, though? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know if it's fair like, to say failing. <laughs> all my preparation and training. Right, you're going to use all of your signs. I know, isn't that the worst? Yeah, uh, when you but, you're I mean, like you you prep them for what's coming and then they go in and it's just like oh my gosh what was that yeah. that's not what I we know. talked about I know but then in a way I mean it does flag things up I suppose I mean if we talk about basic milestones with babies the first twelve months what sort of things should a baby be able to do right sitting up like smiling laughing yeah they should yeah yeah they start smiling they start smiling like seven eight months. weeks i just i was oh. just looking at it it's like seven to eight weeks they start smiling okay seven to eight weeks apparently um, like a pincher grip is something like a baby does and like hudson still doesn't have a pincher grip like we're we're working so hard on his fine motor skills because they're just really like lagging behind um, yeah. like he's, he really struggles holding a pencil the right way. And he also still switches hands because it, like, if he gets tired on one hand, he'll just switch to the other hand. And yeah, I talked to his teacher about it and she was like, it's weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he definitely like struggles holding the pencil the right way. And you have to really like force him to do it. I, he won't do it at home. I only see him hold it, you know, like a baby, they hold the pen in their fist you know? Yes. Yeah. But again, it's like, I do not feel worried about it in the slightest. I really don't. Like, should his fine motor skills be better? Absolutely. Are we working on it? Totally. Like we're doing threading activities and we have um, like the colored bears and the tweezers so he can like master using, like strengthening those muscles. But does it worry me that it's going to affect him as an adult that he can't hold a pen when he's four? No, it does not. No. You know what I mean? And same thing with Presley. Presley is two and a half and bless her heart. She doesn't understand her colors yet. And like I've, we've checked, she's not colorblind, but you know what? She's talking in full sentences. She holds, she holds her pen like a pro, like her fine motor skills are out of this world. She can thread a a bracelet with little beads faster than I can. Like I sit there and I'm like, I can't get this bead on the string. And she's like done a bracelet, but she wow. can't figure out her colors. And that's the only yeah. thing that I that she seems to be struggling with. But again, are we working on it? Yes. Do I think she's going to figure out her colors by the time she gets to kindergarten? Yeah, I think we're going to get there. Yes. <laughs> and I'm not concerned that she's not acing her colors right now. Like one day she'll realize that pink isn't blue. Just not today. <laughs> Just not today. Yeah. Yeah. But like, you know, you saying that Presley can speak in full sentences and she's two and a half. Well, Winter's four and a half and he <laughs> so he knows keywords so he will use those words 
and then between them he'll go like literally that noise so (laughs) so like at the moment he's big into these uh youtube videos on youtube kids where they like set up a thomas train track so he'll go oh my goodness he's obsessed with trains but he will go like uh thomas la 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 phone la 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 toys (laughs) and i think like do you think that I understand what la 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 means? Because I, cause, I mean, I'm filling it in, I suppose. But yeah, it's so funny. If he doesn't know the word, he just goes la 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 la. Right. But I mean, again, I'm not worried because he does understand things. Like he has got empathy and he understands right from wrong. He understands punishment. If like he does something naughty, then he says sorry. If he like hits out or something and... um. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I'm not worried. Maybe I should be more worried, but I know I know him as a person and I know that it's not uh, impeding his development necessarily, but um, we do have other people working with That's what I was going to say. It's not like you're ignoring it. It's something that you've, just yeah. like I said, it's something that you've acknowledged. It's something that you understand you need to work on and you're addressing it. Yeah. That doesn't mean that, yeah. you know, he's going to be forever, you know, scarred by this when he's 20 years old. Is he still going to be saying train la la la? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. Exactly. And I think that's the important thing yeah. to remember when it comes to your child's milestone development is like, first of all, every single child is different and every single child yeah. is going to be hitting different milestones in different times. Like Hudson was mm. a, just an absolute genius when it came to his animals. Like he could tell you any animal under the sun and the noise that they made, you know, like I said, he could tell you the noise a zebra makes. I don't know any other two-year-old at the time who could, who knew what noise a zebra made, but he struggled with his fine motor skills. It was something that he wasn't interested in. He wasn't focusing on, you know, holding a pencil, using like threading things, the tiny little things with his hands. He was interested in learning about animals. And so, yeah, now he's a little bit behind there, but you know, each kid is, they, they focus on different things. Whereas Presley's fine motor skills are fantastic, but the girl couldn't care less about, you know, actually learning things. (laughs) She wants to paint and color and use scissors and do crafts. But when it comes to like, what animal is this? I don't even think she could tell you the difference between a cow and a horse, but that doesn't mean that (laughs) she's developmentally behind. I really don't think that it does. Yeah. No, I don't think so. I mean, yeah, that's very similar to Jonah is that, um, he can, um, retain so much information about animals to the point where he'll correct you. If I think one time, uh, Chris said, "Oh, look, it's a brown bear," and Jonah was like, "Actually, it's a speckled bear or a spectacled bear mm. or something." <laughs> and like, but can I get him to tie his shoelaces? I don't think he's learned how to tie his shoelaces or do his buttons. Yeah, Hudson. But- Hudson can't put a shirt on. Presley can put all of her clothes on: her underwear, her pants, her trousers, <laughs> her shirt. She can dress herself. Hudson. No way. Not even socks, man. He, but again, I th- I also think that's because I've done it his whole life. And now he's like, do it for me. Like yeah. the second kid thing, she's had to do most things. She's had to learn things and Hudson hasn't. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it's funny you say about the second child thing, because our third child is rapidly catching winter up in terms of uh, communicating. 
And um, yeah, but it, it, it doesn't, I know we keep saying it doesn't matter. I think these things are just to keep a check on them in case mm. there is some underlying thing, because, you know, that is how people like the professionals will pick up on things like uh, hearing impairment or sight impairment mm -hmm. or uh, uh, special needs like autism, that sort of thing. Yeah. Like one of my best, uh, oh, sorry. No, go. One of my best friends here, her daughter um, wasn't speaking for a long time. She's in Hudson's class. She's five now and she wasn't speaking at all. And they had diagnosed her with autism and it wasn't until mm. after they diagnosed her with autism that they actually found out that she was deaf. And oh, right. so her parents were treating all the wrong things because it, they hadn't, they hadn't picked up on that. And like you said, they gave winter a hearing test, but that that's, that's what should have been done. And I, so now only now is she finally starting to really catch up with her language development, but she was so delayed yeah. and we had our parent teacher meetings and my friend was so nervous about going. She's like, you know, I'm just nervous because of all that, you know, they don't, not everyone knows the story. And so it's hard to like sit there and explain like she, why she's behind. But I think that's why, like you just said, it is important to pay attention to milestones because there could be an underlying problem, but also as parents, mm -hmm we have to pay attention and kind of decide for ourselves, is this something really serious or not? Because I think in our guts, we know like with Hudson, his behavior was out of control when he was younger. I mean, he yeah. was throwing tantrums that would last two hours and it was, well, we knew that something was wrong. I didn't want to admit it. Mm. And I know I've talked about this before. I didn't want to admit it, but I just knew like I knew that something wasn't right. And it's like, you don't want to go talk to your doctor about it because it feels like you're giving up a bit, you know? Yeah. It feels like you're not, it just felt wrong. But you know, at the end of the day, I just knew something was wrong. And of course mm. it came, it ended up being that he had a, a, a dairy allergy that was affecting his brain. But yeah. I never would have known that if I hadn't trusted my gut and been like, there is something seriously wrong. Like he has some sort of behavioral issue. And I, I, it's not that I love him any less because sometimes that's how it feels when you go to the doctor and you say mm. there's something wrong with him. But I just knew yeah. that there was something wrong. I didn't know what it was. I'm not a doctor. I, I can't diagnose him, but you know, that's why it's important. If you feel in your, in your gut, even if you don't want to admit it, that there might be something wrong because of X, Y, or Z, it's, it is important to, to follow that up because it could be not what you expect it to be at all, or it could be yeah. nothing, yeah. but you're not going to know because you're not a doctor. <laughs> and as I <laughs> always true, say, yeah. Dr. Google does not always have the right answer. <laughs> oh my goodness. Don't even get me started. Well, that's what I'm that. saying. I, I know. I know not to. Uh, the only website I check is the NHS website and they tend to be far more calm than yeah, the Something mom community center groups. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just looking at this timeline here. So, like, um, I quite like the way. So we've got fine motor skills, which is like you were talking about with the pincer grasp, and then there's the gross motor skills, which is more physical. So, like running walk, walk, walk. let's start with walking crawling tummy time running uh catching a ball that sort of yeah. thing and so 
Uh, tummy time is very much the first thing. If we talk about gross motor skills, tummy time, and then my kids, none of them crawled. So we couldn't even put that milestone down. They all sort of shuffled on their bum. My, neither of mine crawled either. Yeah. And then uh, Jonah walked really early. He walked from nine months, which was really weird. Like, do you remember? I like. Do you remember Ali McBeal, where there was like the dancing baby? No. Nope. But yeah, he looked really weird because he was like a baby walking. It was weird. Uh, I can't even remember. He was probably about one ish, and then Fox was just ten months, I think, because we were having a bit of a competition between him and Jonah, and he was about ten months. Winter's really good. Uh, at jumping, kicking a ball, all that sort of stuff. Jonah, not so much. Yeah, they're all different. Yeah, exactly. If you tell Jonah about dinosaurs, he is he is on it. But yeah, it sounds like Hudson. Like even now, Hudson struggle. Hudson is just not coordinated. And guess what? I am not coordinated. I can't catch <laughs> a ball ninety five percent of the time, but I'm still a functioning adult. And Hudson's very much like me. He's not great with like. Again, the hand-eye coordination or like the football coordination, it just isn't his thing. But not every kid is going to be amazing at everything. Like Hudson is not an artist. Presley is an artist. Hudson is like, like you just said about Jonah. He can tell you any fact about just about anything. He's so smart. Presley doesn't care. She'd rather be coloring. And she'd rather just be like talking about I don't know anything. She's just a sassy little artist and I love them both. And I don't think either one of them is necessarily delayed or behind in any way. They're just different individuals. And that's why as adults, we don't have milestones anymore because we're all just different and we excel at different things. Yeah. But again, that doesn't mean don't matter. It just means Mm. that just because your child isn't walking by the time they're 16 months and that's like their recommended age, which I don't know if it is. I just made that up. That doesn't mean that there's necessarily anything wrong. There could be. It's definitely worth checking out, but it could just mean that your kid doesn't feel like walking. Who cares? Yeah. With with Jonah, we did uh, point out the the fine motor skills and the gross motor skills as something that he struggles with. And um, we're pretty sure he's got dyspraxia and he's also dyslexic. Oh, thank you. My husband brought me a tea. See, we do love our husbands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He just doesn't want us talking uh, about him on this episode. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and I think that they're probably connected. It's like the processing thing is definitely an issue for him. And we realize that now. So, and you, if, But if it wasn't for the milestones, if it wasn't for that clear cut, okay, these are the things you look for in these months. These are the things you look for in these months. You probably wouldn't have even known. Like you said, it wasn't until he was in preschool that you really kind of had an idea that, okay. Yeah. And there's a really good teacher there who, um, from really early on, she she would notice that he would, like, if they had circle time, he would sort of, like, stomp in without necessarily being aware of where other people were sitting mm-hmm. and just sort of sit down, like, the spatial awareness thing. And she said, have you ever considered that he may have this? And I thought, no, actually, I haven't. <laughs> uh, but now that's very much following through. And, um, yeah. I mean, with milestones, I think there's the pressure uh, for mothers, well, for parents to uh, feel like they're failing if their children aren't sorting objects or 
having creative play. Um, but like even we've spoken in the past about how different our kids are. Like your kids aren't going to build a train set mm. and mine aren't going to play shop. Yeah. And my, I mean, Hudson has no interest in blocks at all. I've never seen the kid even build a tower. I don't even know if he could, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't worry me. Again, like you said, maybe no. it should. I don't know. But mm. I think that as moms, we are born, or not born, when our children are born, we are like um, ordained with this sixth sense that only we have and we have to listen to so closely. And every all the noise in the background from other parents and doctors and teachers – you know, sometimes it's good to block it out and trust your gut. But then at the same time, yeah. sometimes by trust, by you, you, it's easy to, to, like I said, but like we did with Hudson, it's very easy to want to ignore those feelings. So there, it, there is a balance. And I think that that's where the milestones are important to at least pay attention yeah. to not to follow mm-hmm. by the book. If your kid's not doing X, Y, and Z by that time to be concerned, <laughs> but to just know, and you know, no, yeah. note, and what about leaps? I uh, see you. Are you talking about that like app? <laughs> yeah, because I run the the Facebook group, the four AM feed. I always is... see people commenting about, "Oh, she's on her four month leap." Yeah. Hmm. Now, um, I find it really interesting because a lot of people buy into this idea. So, if you don't know what leaps are, um, I'm just going to look it up. <laughs> leaps in. <laughs> kids um so yeah the 10 leaps it's called the wonder weeks the app and um what what it says is that children's development is can be predicted in certain weeks of their lives and in the weeks in some weeks uh they will be more difficult than others because they are developing more intensely so like, yeah, you've got mental leap one, two, one through to five, through to 10, sorry. And it will, it's like a calendar. You type, you type in your kid's birthday and then it tells you when you're going to have a really sucky time. Yeah. Like what? Well, yeah. The sleep. Time. Yeah. <laughs> leap alarm. And you know, some people say that it is bang on accurate. And actually in the past I have, if the kids have been particularly tetchy or grumpy or whatever, I have check the leaps and sometimes it's it is bang on yeah when i i i think it's more of an english thing i don't know maybe my neighbor did it we both had our babies around the same time and i never Mm -hmm. downloaded the app but whenever hudson was going through something or like something he was just acting weird as a baby i'd be like is there should he is he is this like a leap thing like can you check your app and find out if this and she'd be like oh yeah yeah, that's like the four what is it the four month sleep progression that they go through yeah x y and z you know and i'm like oh my gosh it was all regression yeah i did it was always right i never knew about that Mm. yeah thanks to the 4am feed (laughs) they they uh educate me in things that i had no idea about i think you and i are both similar because we kind of just go through our lives without ever asking questions we're like oh it'll be fine they'll be fine i've got this and then you only find out like Two years later, oh, that's why. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know. Now, tell me this. Do you think that your kids reaching the milestones are dependent on how much work the parents put in? Or do you think that the kids uh, get there themselves anyway? 
I mean, I think the kids get there themselves anyway, but I think as parents, it's definitely our job to assist them. I mean, maybe not the baby stuff. I don't think you can teach a baby to have a pincher grip or smile or, you know, (laughs) doing tummy time though, you know, building those neck muscles so that they can sit up. But I know some kids who didn't walk because they didn't want to, and Presley didn't start talking until she, it was, it was so late. I remember just like making fun of her. She's not really, not really guys. Just like, you know, I'm just wondering if, you know, like, uh, Jonah struggles with reading. Uh, he's six. Oh, hi, Fox. Little wanderer. Um, and I, I blame myself for not putting enough time in. Oh, think, well, that's different. Tough. No, I think that goes back to just some kids. Is reading not another cognitive development? I think some kids are going to be better than others. Like, I feel like Hudson yeah. could read if he wanted to, but I can't get him to sit down and like practice reading reading those little books with me. And I don't think, like, you know what I mean? He's not even in kindergarten yet. And Jonah's not that old yet either. These things have Mm. to just develop. And you can't force your child to to learn how to read. I mean, think about how silly that sounds. You can't force someone to learn something. If they're not ready, then they're not ready. Yeah. Whether it's actually, like, your child will walk earlier if you um, (laughs) do, like, exercises with them. I mean, I suppose, like, you're advised to do tummy time, aren't you? So that they'll sit up because they're improving their neck muscles. But, you know, I think, like, as far as, like, walking goes, your kid's going to walk when they want. I know so – I literally have watched so many kids who could totally walk but just didn't want to walk. Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't even want to try. Like, they just liked crawling. Even my friend's son, he can walk, but guess what? He still crawls. He only walks when he has to. Yeah, that's true. I think it does tie in with the type of child they are as well. Whether they are independent or whether they're clingy or... And they will. Obviously, if there's like some huge learning disorder that needs to be diagnosed, then you're talking about something different. But I think that as a whole, children will figure these things out unless you totally seclude them and put them in a box and you know kids if you're giving them ample space to learn and play and create on their own they will pick things up on their own you know that look at look at fox you know why fox is like walking and talking and doing things so fast because he's got two older brothers you probably don't have to do anything he's just around other kids who are teaching him this is how you do things yeah and i was thinking today that actually he's playing with toys that jonah would have never played with because the the older boys have things like lego and he's playing with different things uh there's different things on tv Mm he is exposed to a different environment than the younger ones were. Right. And I do wonder whether he will catch up sooner. It'd be interesting to see actually whether that is a thing. I know people joke about like a third child, second child, like you just sort of leave them. But I mean, the parenting side of it, like Jonah really wants to be involved and he wants to, you know, cuddle him and feed him and, it's really nice. Uh, and, you know, I think that that sibling relationship also helps him to develop. Because I know that when I think about teaching, when I was a teacher, the one of the things that I learned that was really key was that uh, kids will retain something like 50% more information if they're being taught by one of their peers. Mm. So, like, because they can do it in, like, kids speak, I guess, yeah. And they listen more to them because 
my kids don't listen to me ever. Yeah, my kids don't listen to me ever either, which is why <laughs> I literally was talking to my sister-in-law today and I was like, she's like, oh, you could be a homeschool. You could do homeschooling. And I was like, no, I could not because they don't listen to me. Exactly. It's like, and I don't want to go back to our husbands too much, but uh, I helped teach, uh, what's his name? Chris to drive because he didn't pass his test till he was like 30-ish. And uh, he just wouldn't listen to me. And everything I did, he he was so angry because I don't know, because we're so familiar with each other that actually it just wound him up so much. But yeah, if he got in the car with his dad, he would listen to his dad. And it wasn't like he he would always feel like I was nagging him. And I think that's the same with kids and parents. Hmm. Right. No, I definitely I think you're right. And I think that that becomes really evident when they start going to school and they come home and they're doing things that they weren't doing the day before. And they pick up on language that Mm -hmm. never heard them say things like that. They pick up on, you know, the way that they act, the smallest things. And it it happens so fast. Yeah. So, no, I don't think I think that as parents, of course, we have a responsibility to work with our children on the things that, you know, they're not perfect at. But I don't think if we don't do it the perfect way that they're going to then fail. Yeah. I think it's, so, it's like, just another mom guilt is so Sorry. sad. And I feel bad hearing you say that because I just think it's so silly as a friend, knowing how much yeah. you provide and like love your kids. I just think it's sad that, you know, it's definitely another pressure that you put on yourself as a parent yeah. to be the best at and you feel that well I mean it's not a bad thing to take everything personally that it's your personal responsibility for to to raise your kids and if if they're not doing what you think they should then you know you're hard on yourself but I think that's very natural yeah and again like I said when you're sitting there in the doctor's office or at home and you have to answer all these questions and you don't know the answers because you've never done them before and then you're like should I have been doing this like for the past first like six months should I have been having her draw straight lines like I don't even know if she can draw a straight line because she's never I've never like she just colors or should I have (laughs) and it's like what an annoying additional pressure to put on parents (laughs) I think it should be. You go to the doctors and they're like, do you have any concerns? (laughs) Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah, nope, everything's fine. Don't ask. Yeah, because otherwise you look at that paper and you're like, well, she can't do this. Should I be? Now I'm now I'm concerned. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. Like, Like, I wasn't concerned until we had this meeting. Yeah. And now I'm thinking. Yeah. uh, That. Yeah. Maybe I should be. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think <clears throat> uh you cannot help compare yourself uh to other parents and their children. And I think that that will happen throughout uh your children's lives. So <clears throat> people always like to tell you not not all people, but there are particular um parents. I can think of some that live close to us who are very competitive with their kids Mm. and they'll be like oh so when was yours walking nine months oh yeah mine was six months yeah like it's always it's always competition uh and those are people i do not need in my life like take it somewhere else missus because i am not competitive and yeah so it's unnecessary isn't it yeah and again Um, i think it's like 
I think one of the biggest things as parents that we have to be careful of is using our kids as pawns in any sort of way can be so dangerous because it, like we just said, it's not about what you've done right. Your kids are going to develop at their own pace, whether you're the perfect parent or the not perfect parent, which is evident in the fact that every, in the fact that you look at all these kids and there are great moms who still have kids who are developing slower than, you know, the mom down the block who, okay, sorry, I don't want to be rude, but the moms who aren't putting as much work in per se and whose kids are valedictorians of their class. I think as we're having these conversations, we are more aware of the type of parents we are and we are not taking ourselves too seriously and we are quite relaxed. Um, However, if if you're made to feel like your children are underdeveloped or, you know, it's going to have a serious impact on their their futures, then you do start worrying a little bit, even if, no matter how laid back you are, you do want the best for your children. But I, I think that we, uh, yeah, I just, I just think that as parents, we know, like you said earlier, we know our children better than anyone else and we have to go on our gut instinct, really. But yeah, that's why we were giving those instincts is because they are extremely important. And that doesn't discount a doctor or a friend who may have gone through something similar, but it still is important to trust your gut as well as what the the information that's put in front of you. And all of these milestones have been collated over time with what is the norm or the average because of natural instinct. I mean, it all of these things happen naturally. They've just put it down on paper as to when you should be looking out for them. And there are always outliers. Yeah. In any totally. in any mathematical statistical thing, there will always be outliers. I think that our message to end is go with your instinct, but use them as a as a as a guide. Template. Yeah. As a guide. That and was keep, that was the word. You know, keep track of those things. It's important to keep note of what those things say because over time if it's if you're seeing repeatedly that there's a lag in in a similar area whether it's associate like um what is the word communication or visual audio audible whatever um hand fine motor skills it's important to see if there is a a consistent lag there so you can address it with the doctor but if you know again you have to just let's trust your gut Uh, Right, go and enjoy some family time and uh, hopefully I'll be able to get you back for a little chat before Thursday. Oh yeah, that's possible. See you later. Bye guys. Bye.